Hello, everybody. This is Jesse and Jerry V. And this is our podcast to give you updates about our ministry, the church planting that's going on in Italy, uh, updates about our life, what's going on, and informing you of different ways that you can get involved in what we're doing as the Lord is working through us in Italy. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Jesse here in Italy as usual. And today we're doing an update. Uh, from an email update that we sent out in the last couple days, and it's titled Christmas Season in Italy. And we will share a little bit of um, an exhortation from a quote that we read recently from Charles Spurgeon, uh, something that inspires us to live evangelistically uh, during our time here on the earth as the Lord's people. Uh, we'll look at a couple photos. I'll talk about them, at least on the podcast. can't really look at them on here, uh, but we'll talk about that. And we'll also see a couple things we can pray about that we would ask you to pray with us for. Uh, we'll look at two new uh, blog posts that are available on the PMC website, as well as uh, different episodes here on this podcast, useful links, opportunities to serve, the administrator and ESL jobs, and uh, the short video update, which is still attached to this email for those who didn't see it yet. Um, so let's jump down to the bottom for this exhortation time. Again, uh, the idea being it's Christmas time, and, and for us, those of us who are Christians, we really do celebrate Christmas. The, the reality that Christ came to earth is a huge, huge thing. They would humble himself, take on flesh, even as a baby, uh, step into humanity in order to save uh, whoever will believe in him. Uh, wonderful, wonderful story, and for us it's important, and then also a great opportunity because so many people, even complete heathens, even atheists, celebrate Christmas, and it's an open door for us to engage them with the truth of the gospel, things they need to hear, help them to reason properly, because fallen man is not able to reason properly, and it's an opportunity to lead more people to the Savior for uh, salvation. So, the quote says this from Charles Spurgeon, When preaching and private talk are not available, you need to have a tract ready. Good striking tracts or none at all, but a touching gospel tract may be the seed of eternal life. Therefore, do not go without your tracks. Do not go without your tracks. And often tracks get a bad name in these postmodern times, and, and that's unfortunate. Uh, though certainly not the only way to evangelize, and though not all tracks are praiseworthy and good, we, we do believe tracks to be a great way, just like Spurgeon does, uh, for getting open doors for evangelism and sowing the gospel message into the hearts of and minds of the lost. Uh, God primarily communicates to us through the written word, uh, the Bible. He formed that for us so we could read it, analyze it at any time. Uh, so in this way, he enables us to pick it up, yeah, to read it at our own convenience, wherever we are, even on phones nowadays. And he permits us to study, analyze God's word, which is unchanging and it is totally reliable. Many have been converted at the simple reading or hearing of the Word of God, apart from any comments added. In fact, speaking of Spurgeon, one time he was in a, uh, a new church building where they were going to use and he wanted to test out the, uh, the acoustics, the sound quality there, back at a time when there were no microphones. So he shouted out a Bible verse, just shouted it out, or proclaimed it with his strong voice. Empty church building. But there was a guy on the roof, and he heard that simple Bible verse, and it penetrated his heart, struck him. He was born again in that moment. The word alone on its own transformed his heart, his life, the Holy Spirit accompanying his word. 
and he was saved. There is great power in the simple word of God. But when it's written down, we actually have the ability to analyze it, to study it, to ponder it. That's what's great for the Christian who every day is reading the word of God. Uh, it's alive, the word. It continues. Things that we've already read a thousand times. We read it again in light of our current circumstances, and the Lord speaks to us in a totally new way. Uh, fresh revelation, so to speak. Uh, but tracts enable people to hear, to read and hear the gospel at their own convenience. And that often means in their house, among their entire family. It really is a wonderful thing. Uh, so may God help us all today to live worthy of our calling. If you're still alive, if you're a Christian, you're still here, it's because you're to proclaim the gospel in word and in deed. Word, you want to give out that word. If you can't speak it, if you're not a preacher, if you're not on the streets able to do that, at least through giving the word out through tracks. Great way to be uh, serving the Lord, uh, fulfilling your calling. Um, and word and deed. A good deed is also giving people tracks, giving them the gospel, what they need most. Uh, so may we remember that Jesus Christ, he went way out of his way in order to save us. And may we always be armed, my prayers, that we'll always be armed with gospel tracks as well so that we can point others to the Savior. They may or may not know they need. Let us all take advantage of the Christmas season to obey Jesus and evangelize. Amen. And that's the thing. We have to have a mentality as Christians. We have to always be ready to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Uh, we're told to always be ready when we read First Peter to, to give testimony of why we believe what we do. Uh, when you have tracks in your pocket, you're a little bit more ready to testify. Yeah, you're mindful. Okay, I need to be ready. Yeah, at any moment, someone could ask me of my faith or perhaps I should, even when they're not asking, that's what we should do, give them reasons to think about why they don't believe in Christ, why they haven't turned from their sin and embraced Jesus Christ, etc. We need to be ready. And uh, just an example, real easy ways that you can do this. Uh, Christmas time, there's markets going on, at least here in Italy. I think back in the States, you know, there's decorations everywhere, big trees, lights, whatnot. We're in the downtown piazza here in Mestre. We, uh, people are offering at the little market free chocolate. And, you know, I usually don't oblige to this. I don't want to because, you know, then you feel bad like you have to buy something. And I don't want to do that. But they said chocolate, and it looked kind of good. And Chi-Chi's there. He heard, he heard the word chocolate. His ears perked up, <laughs> and he wanted a piece of the chocolate too. So we go over. We, we take a couple pieces of chocolate, and then Chi-Chi, as good as he is, little Cornelius, he says, more, more chocolate, more chocolate. He wanted another piece, a second, a third piece. And this lady's nice. She's giving it to him. So he realized, well, I'm going to have to buy something now. I can't just take all that chocolate from her and, and not buy anything. So I said, well, there's an opportunity to do something special for the family. Let's buy a fancy kind of chocolate. Sure, it'll be expensive. It costs us €4.50 for one bar. Uh, but I said, I got tracks in my pocket, and this lady's dying and going to hell. She doesn't know the way of salvation. There's not many missionaries and evangelists out here like me, actually none basically in the area, and it's almost guaranteed she's going to hell, and she's never going to hear the gospel unless this might be her only chance. So I bought it, I paid for it, and I said, here, I want you to have this as well. Have you received one of these yet? She said, no, I haven't. I said, go ahead, take that. Something to, to read and ponder in between customers or when you get home tonight. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's great. So you, you take advantage of opportunities. I thought to myself, well, I'm, I'm spending an overpriced amount, uh, over amount of money, too much money for a small piece of chocolate, and uh, I'm not going to let this opportunity go away. So make sure when you have tracks in your pocket, you're armed, you're ready, and you can, by God's grace, give them to people and let God do what he does. Uh, we have no idea what will become of that lady, but we know now, at least, the gospel has arrived to her. That's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, another example, we came out of a restaurant Sunday after we gathered with some, some believers in the Vicenza Church. We gathered, and we had lunch together. Wonderful, wonderful time. Next thing you know, there's a little fish tank down there and, and on the lower level, and Chi-Chi's looking at the turtles and stuff. Absolute wonderful time. Uh, a couple ladies next to us, they're, they're excited hearing Jerry V talk in English with Cornelius. All of a sudden, conversation strikes up. Turns out uh, 
this daughter, this girl, she's in her 20s, is moving with her uh, fiancé, I guess, into uh, Minnesota, to uh, into the States, because he's uh, pursuing uh, something in the medical field, and he's doing studies there, Mayo Clinic or something like this. And uh, they're really intrigued. They're trying to practice their English, and they want to talk, and we get to talking, and wonderful time. They're hanging out with us. Next thing you know, they're all waiting outside. There's a whole family of them, good Italian folks, very sophisticated, dressed really nice, nice mustache, beard, looking good, looking fine, looking fresh. And they're actually intrigued by us, want to talk because we're American. So we're talking. We're talking a little bit of English, joking around. And uh, Why are you here? They said. I said, well, that's a great question. I'm a missionary. I'm an evangelical missionary. I live to proclaim the gospel. I do pastoral work as well. Yeah, planting of churches, etc. Really? Wow, that's amazing. I have a friend who was an evangelical. Ah, da, da, da. We get to talk and all this kind of stuff. Right away, everyone's just opening up, saying, uh, uh, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Mary, how do you guys see Mary? What's the, what's the deal with that? And all of a sudden, we're presenting the gospel to a bunch of people. Now, in this case, I was not prepared. I did not have enough tracks. I only had one in my pocket. If I was good, we need to have multiple tracks in our pocket because I can't give one to the entire family, to the entire group, like eight of them. I need one for each of them to take home so they can individually ponder the gospel. So it's important to have numerous tracks on you, I would say, not just one, because you never know what could happen. Doors do open. God is interested in saving more sinners. Jesus is still at work to grow his church one soul at a time, and we need to be prepared. That's the big exhortation I would say for us today in regards to this whole track thing. Get good ones, and they're not all good. Find out what's good. Talk to your pastor uh, or or someone who knows what they're talking about. I don't know, in the States. We write our own most for the most part here, uh, but we also have some that we buy. Uh, Living Waters has some good ones that we like. Uh, simple, straight-to-the-point tracks with illustrations sometimes is good as well. Uh, but get good ones. Don't get lousy ones that preach a false gospel. Make sure you know the gospel. And, uh, and be prepared. Have numerous on you and be praying and looking for opportunities. They're always there. If you're still alive, let me encourage you. You're, you're here for that. There's nothing more exciting you're going to do in your life than lead other people to Jesus Christ. Do you need to have a special gift? Absolutely not. You have the Holy Spirit. If you're truly born of God, you have the Holy Spirit. And that means you have poured his love into your heart, you have also compassion within you. If you love lost people, because they're going to be burning in hell, if you don't, if they don't get saved, they don't hear the gospel, they can't believe, have compassion. Let it grow in you and do something. Do anything. Go embarrass yourself for Jesus Christ. It's the least you can do. And get the gospel into other people's hands, minds, and hearts. Wonderful way to serve the Lord this holiday season, especially when everybody's celebrating it and they don't even know why. They don't even know what it's about. Take advantage of that opportunity. May God help us all to reach more people for the Lord this this season. Amen. I'm getting excited, getting carried away. Let's get to the update, talk about a couple other things. And uh, in any case, that, that is one of our updates. The Lord is doing a wonderful work in our heart. We don't know. Somebody must be praying for us really intent. One of our home church, our, our home church for sure is praying for us greatly. And, and their prayers are being answered. Many of our supporting churches are praying for us. Different individuals, partners, friends. And, and the Lord is doing a fresh work in our hearts. We notice that. Uh, open doors are happening on a more consistent basis for us right now. Zeal, excitement, it's all there. And we're, 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 we're very excited for the work. More, more excited now, uh, more zealous now than ever in our missionary career. And, and we can only say to God be the glory for that. It's a wonderful thing. But we pray this this stay and remain forever. This uh, this this new zeal that we have. It's absolutely wonderful. And even yesterday, I walk out to I walk out to uh, to take the trash out. The trash bins here, right across the street. So I, I walk out and I take them out after lunch on lunch break. And I'm coming back and a guy stops me. It was an African guy. And it's always interesting when Africans approach you and because they have such a unique experience. Um, they've been evangelized, but with a false gospel, but they're ripe and ready to, to hear the gospel. Anyway, this guy stops me. He's asking something. I say, do I know you? No, I don't know you. And uh, 
He's looking for money. He wants. He's trying to sell some stuff. And said, listen, I don't have any cash. I'm sorry. I really don't. Not right now. Uh, come back maybe another time, and I would. But where are you from? We just got to talk, and he said he's from Nigeria. I said, oh, okay, I know I know a couple guys from Nigeria. I baptized a Nigerian one time. Good guy. And uh, what are you doing here? He said, well, I've been here. How long have you been here? I asked. He said, oh, about eight, nine years. Oh, wow, it's a long time. It's just struggling to get by. It's tough for an African in Italy. It really, really is. And anyway, long story short, then I said, so uh, are you a believer? Are you a Christian? What are you? And he says, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. My mom's a Jehovah Witness. I said, huh, what are you? Yeah, yeah, my mom's a Jehovah Witness. I said, no, no, what are you? Ah, me, uh, Pentecostal. I'm a Pentecostal. I said, oh, okay. Which, after talking to him, asking him lots of questions, it turns out he's not a Pentecostal, really. He's just being accompanied, cared for by a Pentecostal pastor somewhere in the area uh, who's picking him up and bringing him to church. But he, he hasn't even heard the gospel till now. So I asked him, if I want to be saved, if I want to go to heaven, what do I have to do? And uh, basically he told me, works. It's based on works. You live a certain way. You observe the Ten Commandments, etc. So I helped him to look at the Ten Commandments a little bit and, and show him that he's actually hasn't observed any of those Ten Commandments perfectly. And he's guilty before God. He's condemned. He's under God's wrath. And the gospel, the good news is that Jesus fulfilled those Ten Commandments for you, died on the cross in your place, took your sins upon him, took the wrath of God upon him to save you. And what you need to do is repent of your sins, turn from them, ask God forgiveness, confess your sins, return from them, and then embrace Jesus Christ by faith. Trust in him that he died in your place for all your sins. Start a new life in him. Be born again, etc. And uh, he was just totally blown away. He just wanted a couple euro. He just wanted something to get by. And I didn't have that, but I did have what mattered most, uh, which is the gospel. And sadly, most people in... in at least that Africans that I experience are in a Pentecostal type church, and it's time and time again when it happens, and I get to evangelize them, they just have no idea what the gospel is. Their gospel is based on works. Uh, uh, coming to Jesus means come to Jesus so that your life will be better. You'll be blessed. You'll get more money. Uh, give your money to the pastors there, and you'll get more money somehow supernaturally. It's all nonsense, and they're not getting the gospel. Really, really sad situation. So I was happy to be able to lead this man to the Lord yesterday, at least, on lunch break. But God is doing good things, and we're thankful for that. So we're excited. We expect to see some more Italians saved in the, in the, in, in the near future here, and we're excited to see that happen. So continue to pray for us in that regard. Uh, regarding the update here, a couple photos. Uh, you got me, Jerry V, and Cornelius. We're downtown. Uh, trying to be out among the people there as well, enjoying the season, uh, and then always, like I said, having tracks on us and engaging people while we're there. Wonderful time. Grateful for those moments. This one was actually just after we met with a lady uh, named Elisa, who's become our friend now. Uh, she's been following us, listening to uh, sermons online, things that just nature, my sermons online, uh, reading articles, and uh, she now asked, can I have a Bible? And uh, that that book by Paul Washer that you offer for free, titled uh, what, The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Can I have that as well? So we, we met this day, Saturday, to give her that information. Uh, met with her husband as well. And uh, very excited for what God is doing in their hearts and their life. Praying for them uh, that they'll see and, and experience that new birth experience, that uh, salvation, and become Christians as well. Uh, pray for her. Lisa, wonderful time. Uh, but yeah, Italy does celebrate Christmas. I'm looking at my notes here in the, in the update. Every town and village in Italy has a Christmas tree in the town square. Every single one. It's just what they do. They are a, a quote-unquote Christian nation, uh, though actually none of them are Christian at all for the most part. They're a Catholic nation, uh, which is different. Uh, at this point, uh, this is how Italy is. Uh, and that means we still have an open door for evangelism. Now, Islam is the fastest-growing religion in Italy today. Uh, no one is actually a practicing Catholic, almost no one, very, very few, anyway. Uh, but the door right now is still open. We're free to preach the gospel here. 
So 99% of the 60 million souls in Italy do not yet know the gospel. And less than 1% are evangelical with a healthy understanding of the gospel and an understanding of the true meaning of Christmas. Ironically, most Italians believe the Christmas story is a fairy tale, yet they all celebrate Christmas. Even Elisa, who's coming now to knowledge of salvation, knowledge of the gospel, uh, in just talking about Christmas, she's now just read uh, uh, the gospel st- or the, the, the birth story uh, of Jesus in the, in the gospel of Luke. And, and just in talking to it, without even realizing what she's doing, she referred to it as a fairy tale, una favola, she said. And uh, that's just the natural mentality uh, that's here, that's ingrained in their minds by now. In, in this time of Italy, the average person just thinks literally that stuff is a fairy tale. It's, it's some kind of weird story. It's not actually truth. Uh, so please pray for us. Uh, this is one of our prayer requests. To reach as many souls as possible with the gospel message this Christmas season. Pray for God to use our gospel tracts and personal evangelism. And, and pray for my lower back. I had a pinched nerve. Thankfully, uh, I think God answered that prayer. There was two days, three days where I had a real hard time. Anytime I would bend over at all, I'd get a pinch and almost paralyze myself. And pretty severe. And that's when I put that on this update, sent it out. And within a day or two, actually, I found myself feeling much better. Now, it could have just been uh, some basic fatigue, which weakened my back and, and that kind of thing. Because having, uh, having family and children, or one child, and doing ministry... Uh, you're up really early. You can't go to bed early because you got a baby wants to play. You got to be involved in the family, doing everything. burning the candle kind of at both ends. It can catch up to you after a while. And I think I, I was experiencing some fatigue, and then the back pinched nerve thing kicked up again. And uh, but praise God, I feel better now. I'm able to breathe and, and move, and, and that's wonderful. So thank you for praying. If you prayed for that for us, uh, but yeah, pray for us to get uh, reach as many people as you can in this season to take advantage of the opportunity to be out there handing out tracks among the people and from house to house. Uh, now the tricky part about that is it's just it's just me and my wife right now. It's her her main ministry is the family and the household. My ministry is with the people and evangelizing. Uh, but what, all that to say, we don't have a team at this point. Uh, we're still praying to see God send us other laborers to come join us. But if I'm out, wherever I am, I can only be at one place at a time. When you have a team, when you have a group of people, we're covering multiple parts of the city at one time. We're all working together, having a much bigger impact. And, and I'm limited. And when I can't go out, when I'm having to do administration things or different studies, no one is out there evangelizing and engaging the people. And, and a whole day could go by where no one's engaged with the gospel in this area. Uh, so that's heavy on my heart all the time. Pray for me to be able to balance these things and, and do trust that what I can offer, I offer. And we, we trust that God will send other laborers in the future to help us constantly have a consistent outreach here, uh, reaching as many as possible. But pray, in any case, the two small loaves we have God will multiply it and save some more. Uh, so pray for God-given strength in that regard and energy during the cold and a bit dreary weather in this area. Uh, often we have not sunny days like today. It's just cloudy, foggy, and, and that makes it even harder. And then the humidity is pretty intense. you got to wear multiple layers under your jeans, uh, another pair of you know tights or something under there just to make sure you're warm. And then you're out and about and you got to run to the bathroom all over the place. Uh, so it can be tough. Pray for us in that regard. Those are our prayer requests. Uh, thank you for listening to that. Thank you for actually taking a moment after this podcast to go and pray for that. The gospel track, there's a picture of it in the update. Uh, you can see it there. Uh, something we drafted, customized for the, the, the mentality and the hearts of the people here to be able to ponder. Uh, yeah, pray for that. That's a good track we want to be getting out now as, as we continue to the Christmas season. Uh, ask a missionary that's still available. I apologize. Some of you have asked questions. We haven't had a chance to actually go and record them. Uh, partly because uh, Jeremy's mother was here for two weeks and we kind of got off schedule doing different things and I couldn't do as much as I normally do, uh, which is fine. It's important to be with family as well. 
Uh, but partly because then I had a backache and a cold, etc. A little bit behind in regards to that. But we have a few questions we still want to record and get posted. Uh, if you're waiting to hear an answer, uh, I apologize. Uh, you will hear one soon. I'm sure of that. Uh, posts on the PMC blog, uh, as we mentioned at the beginning, there is two new ones. One is titled Evangelism or Discipleship. A uh, little article I wrote, worth reading. It's it's a common problem today where there's confusion about what is evangelism, what is discipleship. And we've even seen here uh, in Italy one of the primary um, organizations focused on church planting and being gospel-centered and even innovative, uh, their reasoning here is just totally off. And uh, they're actually calling people who aren't even saved yet, aren't even born again, calling them disciples, and they're praying that they'll get saved. Weird situation. It doesn't even work that way, uh, which means they're softening everything, making it all about accommodating for loss, but not actually loving them enough to tell them the real situation before God and how they need to be saved. Repent of their sins. Trust in Christ. Something you should get to real quick, and you shouldn't delay that. That's the most primary thing a Christian is supposed to do, uh, especially a missionary and a church planner. you got to understand that stuff. If you don't, uh, what kind of church are you planning? Who knows? It's, it's crazy. Uh, but interesting article in any case, and we try to be, we don't want to sound critical, but it is an important matter, especially if you're involved in missions and especially church planting. Uh, so check it out. Small, short read. It's worth your time, though. Bondage to the RCC, meaning Roman Catholic Church. Uh, another good article. I wrote it. Not, that doesn't make it good, but it's good because this is a real problem here in Italy. There is a real bondage to Roman Catholicism. Uh, and as I suggest in this article, potentially it is the strongest bondage or stronghold that Satan has in all the earth is through the Roman Catholic Church. And that's a bold statement. Some people might get offended by that, but I believe that with all my heart uh, because the preaching of false gospel and leading millions of people astray and I experienced it here in Italy. Everybody's Catholic, but nobody is. They don't practice. In any case, they're still afraid to leave it, part ways from it. There's a weird bondage that literally keeps them bound. And it's something like the girl with a bad boyfriend who beats her, abuses her, cheats on her, but she continues to take him back and thinks he's actually a good guy. And he apologizes. He's sorry every time he messes up or hurts her. And she keeps taking him back because she's in bondage. She can't get away from him. Everybody knows it's a bad idea. Everybody knows she shouldn't be with this guy. She deserves better, etc. But she just can't get away unless some kind of divine intervention happens. Uh, she gets into an accident. Uh, the guy leaves her. Something. Uh, it's a real kind of bondage. And same, same situation with those who are still practicing or part of the Catholic Church to separate from it and become a real Christian is very, very hard, especially in places like Italy where there is nothing else but that. Uh, so pray for those folks. Read that article, check it out, and pray for the folks here in Italy. Uh, podcasts, if you listen to this, you see the other ones that are available. Always ways to serve here in Italy. I'm not going to read them off today just for time's sake, but there's tons of ways. We're praying uh, to, to develop and see people come and, and get involved in these different ways. The administrator job is a great opportunity for someone who wants to come live in Italy and, and, and serve a very valuable and important role. Uh, for the facilitating of missions here in Italy and moving things forward for the church plants, etc., and getting coordination happening really good with uh, donors and, and partners, partnering churches, and those who want to come and do missions here in Italy with us. Uh, opportunity to serve. Also, the ESL person is a great opportunity to serve. Someone who knows English well, wants to teach it, loves the lost, loves Jesus, loves his church, wants to come, make an impact in a place where there's a need. Use your skills, use your talents, use your knowledge of the English language to befriend other people, demonstrate the gospel indeed, and then also, by word, present them with the good news of Jesus Christ. Great opportunities to serve. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And remember, PMC, what are we about? Not much. We're just existing for one task, and that's edifying our church planning, new church bodies in Italy, because currently they don't exist. And if you're a prayer partner or a financial partner, you are also involved in this mission here, and we thank God for you. So continue to pray, continue to give. Love you guys. Till the next time. Ciao, ciao.
Thanks again for listening. For more information about our church planting ministry in Italy, you can visit us at practicalmissions.com. Thanks again. God bless. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.